So let's talk about what I really want to talk about, and that's change and it's change within the GCD. Now we've had, in the last couple of years, several organizational looks at force structure. It was called Force 2025. We had two teams. We looked at every part of the MAGTAP. We looked at the map command element, the division, the wing, the MLG. We looked at all the structure. We did a number of things that are in process now, specifically taking the MEP headquarters group and making it the MEP information group. And we did that based on what we believed our instrument was going to be and how much money we were going to get. And that was a to and fro thing. We had plan A, we had plan B. If we are going to have this many Marines, we're going to have to do this. If we're going to have this many Marines, we're going to have to do this. And now we believe, at least in the near term, we're going to have enough money to have 186,100 Marines. I will tell you that's not, that's not a done deal. But that's what we're banking on, and that's the assumption we're operating on now. And I'm going to talk about the changes for the GCE. But for the people in this room, this is not a new thing. When I look back on the short time, there are many officers in here that were my mentors, my coaches, my teachers, and they remember all these things. I mean, we used to have, I first deployed with M48 tanks. And then we had M60 tanks, and then we had M1A tanks, we had five tanks, and then we had four. We used to have 105s and M1114 pigs. We used to have eight inch howitzers and 155 self propelled. We used to have five tubes in a battery, now we have six. We went to 198s, now we have triple sevens. The big change in the 80s uh, with General Trainer, General Barrow, we went to, we got toes, we got dragons, we had tow battalion, then we had regimental toes, then we had battalion toes, we had 32 dragons, we had 24 dragons. We went on weapons company. We didn't have a weapons company until the 80s. We added heavy guns. We added 50 cows. We added a fire support coordinator. We've had a 13-man squad. We've had an 11-man squad. We went back to 13-man squad. We've had M79s. We had M203. We had M16 rifle with a bipod. We said, you're the automatic rifleman. Remember that bipod? That was a piece of junk. <laughs> and then we went to squad automatic weapon. And then we had M203s. And then we went from M16 to M16A2 to M16A4 to M4 Carbon. We went from M60 to M244, you know, and on and on and on and on and on. 3.5 rocket launcher, M202 multi-shot. That was a wonderful piece of work. We went to small. We went to 45, the Beretta. I could go on. But we are where we are today. And we've looked at the battle space, we looked at what we think the future operating environment is going to be, and we've made some decisions. Are they all going to work? Are they all going to be right? Most likely not. But if we're 80%, I'll declare victory and go home a happy morning. So what are we talking about? I just share one more point. So one of the one of the Assumptions are one of the principles of this whole thing is whatever we do has got to be reversed. We've got to be able to walk ourselves back out of this. And these changes, although I'm not going to reference them, they're also going to affect the reserve component. And there's a whole another set of changes with the reserve component that are tied to what's going on in the active component. For example, we're going to create a Marine Advisor Group of about 500 Marines. There's going to be six reserve units that are going to have reserves out there that have advisor experience that are going to affiliate and provide that. But that's, I digress. So what are we going to do before I get to the infantry battalion? We're going to bring back 510 as a high mark battalion. We reverse the cuts to 3rd to 2nd uh, Division and 2nd Tank battalion. They're going to have three tank companies. And we're looking at active protection systems for M1A1s and lethality enhancements to that system. 
We fielded the LAV AT finally. We're looking at an advanced reconnaissance armor vehicle. We're looking at some way to have a capability to, to uh, employ anti-ship coastal defense cruise missiles. We're looking at ammunition upgrades to take our HIMARS and our Gimlers well up to twice their range. The same thing for 81s. We're going to field the Carl Gustav as an augment and then maybe an, eventually a replacement for the small. We've added an engineer platoon to every infantry battalion. That engineer squad of that platoon is now what from 9 to 13 wings. And we're returning to a capability of ground-based ground air defense. Why are we doing this? Because we think the threat that we've been given in the national defense strategy requires us to do this. In addition to have resilient command and control, to have command and control that's reliable, that is defendable, and is going to give us the ability to command and control across the distributed battle space. Now, with the infantry battalion, the first experiment we did in General Walsh's campaign for learning, we reinvigorated the Marine Corps Warfighting Lab, and we took three five on a normal deployment. We gave them a bunch of gear, and they came back, and they gave us their feedback, and we've gone through this. General Boudreau mentioned Matt Trollinger. So General Boudreau, myself, Colonel Lively, General Trollinger, we sat in the office and had a rather heated discussion about what we were going to do and what we were not going to do. Because, again, is this reversible? Is it sustainable? Uh, what are we going to do? So what are the things that we're going to do? We went from 8 to 12 javelins. We believe the command launch unit of the javelin is going to greatly exceed the range of its current capability at 2,000 meters. We went down from 8 to 681s. We went down from 8 to 4 toes. We're going to provide M razors that were fielded we're going to provide M-Razor capability to both the uh, Javelin section and the 81s. We're going to give the company commander and the rifle company an unmanned aircraft cell and the ability to shoot down or counter enemy unmanned air systems. We're going to create a company-level Intel Ops cell and a logistics cell. And we're going to go to a 12 Marine squad. It's going to be three by three, three Marines in a team. That fourth Marine that we're used to having is going to be not cut, but we're not going to fill that billet, but it's not going to degrade your readiness because if this doesn't work and we need to go somewhere where we need four Marines and a fire team, we'll bring that Marine back and the first place we probably go is we'll go to General Whitman and 4th Marine Division and flesh that out. But there's going to be a squad leader and where the other Marines come from. Well, we're going to have an assistant squad leader and we're going to have a squad system operator because we got to have somebody to help that squad leader with the technology that we're going to give them. Because every squad is going to have its own UAV, and they're going to be operating off a tablet, and they're going to be in a more distributed manner. This is all to make that squad, that platoon, that company, that battalion more lethal on the modern battlefield. And Secretary Mattis has told us this is all about lethality. So how are we going to do that? Every Marine in that squad is going to have an M27 uh, rifle, along with a suppressor. There's going to be a squad designated marksman rifle. The squad's going to have a rangefinder. We're going to replace the M203 with M320 grenade launcher. We're going to have a MACTAP camp common handheld tablet so we can communicate in, in that environment. We're going to have a multi-channel radio. We're going to change our MDGs. Everything that that Marine wears, from their boots to their socks to their utilities to their helmet, is all going to be changed. And we got money now to do that. And so we got to make it happen now. we got to make it happen now. Because I'm, I'm not going to make the assumption that money's going to be there. Now, these changes, these modernization efforts, are not in response to the fact that we weren't good before. To the contrary, 
It's a reorientation to the future fight. There's technology out there. There's things that we need to do to make ourselves more competitive on the battlefield. We don't want a fair fight. We want to dominate the battle space. And the surest way to prevent a war is to prepare to dominate if you have to fight one. And make sure that your adversary knows that they're going to take us on. It's not going to be a good thing. And we have to adapt our way of thinking, adapt our efforts across the court, and ensure that we're ready for whatever that future has for us. The ability to leverage information down to squad level, if required, does increase our lethality. I believe these changes will make a significant difference. They'll help us meet the intent of the national defense strategy, which has three basic tenets. Increase the readiness and lethality of the force, improve our, our friends, our alliances, and our capabilities with our friends for access and, and for support, and improve the processes of the, of the uh, Secretary of Defense. I can't predict what the future has in store for us, but one thing that I'm not going to do, and it's either a blessing or a curse, or a virtue or a fault, I'm not going to do nothing. So you may or may not agree with all this. I'm sure some of you don't. And that's fine, and we'll have a discussion, but that's the decision that we're going to lay down. And when I ask you to do what I ask you to commit. To commit. And we'll adjust. We'll adjust. The odds that we got every single one of these things right is probably not a good bet. But there's a whole bunch of small bets out there. There's a whole bunch of small bets. There's not a single thing in here that's going to make us or break us. You know, if we get enough of these small bets right, it will make us even better than we are today. So I need your help, I need your commitment, I need you to communicate, I need you to spread the word of the force. Remember, this is only about getting better. I, mean, I would never, why would anyone do anything that they didn't believe wasn't gonna make the force better? So I believe the United States Marine Corps is the finest light infantry force on the earth. And we have, to main, we have to work hard because there are others that think that they are. And by doing these things, the equipment is not going to make the difference here entirely. The equipment is going to facilitate the fact that we've got highly trained, well-led Marines that understand how to be resilient and tough in combat and that they're capable of inflicting their will on their opponent. This gear will help with that, but it's not going to make it happen. The Marine is the weapon. We're just equipping the Marine. So once again, I, I thank you for letting me be part of the uh, ceremony tonight. Congratulations to all our uh, awardees and also to those that were nominated. I, I saw all the packages and Marines, you know that there, there were any number of people that were nominated for this award that were, were also very worthy, but you, you got the nod. And so you should be proud of that. I know the families are proud of that. I know we're all proud of you and everything that you've done and the expectation for what you're going to do in the future just went up. Just went up. Congratulations.